Hey, what's going on? You are listening to Pull the Plug Podcast with myself, Mrs. Godzilla. Shane, it's not even recording. You like? Do you even know where the fucking button is? It's right there. Oh my god. Oh my god. Hey, what's going on? You are listening to Pull the Plug Podcast with myself, Mrs. Godzilla. And me, Justin G. How are ya? How are ya? <laughs> it's just the dynamic duo. Um... Or the doll duo. Extremely probably, dynamic, yes. It's, it's probably the doll duo, honestly. I don't know, Brian, I like us. I, well, I like us, but we're not dynamic in any way. Like, Briner and Sarah, they're the dynamic ones. You know, they bring the talent. They bring the sex appeal, clearly. They bring the dynamo. The dy- dynamite. <laughs> or whatever. But, you know, we're still going to trudge along because, you know, we've got... Um, a really, really fun show, I think, Shannon, tonight. And that's just it. Luckily, it is not just the two of us that no. you're stuck with this evening. We are very, very excited to welcome back after many, many years. I think we decided it was five or six years. Something like that, yeah. Uh, but very excited to welcome back Jay Pullman to the podcast. Whoa. Legend of Pull the Plug. He's one of my one of my uh, favorite guests that we've had on in the past. Oh, God. Now the other guests listening are going to be like, this asshole says that about me. Well, maybe step up your game and <laughs> show us what you're made of and come back on the show. That's right. Uh, hit us up, ptppodcast.com. Um, <laughs> no, Jay's, Jay's awesome. I, I love his music. I really love this new album that yeah. he's put out. Um, very much that, that perfect, like road trip music. That's right. right. Um, I'm um, a big fan of that. Yeah. Really, really excited to share the interview uh, that we recorded a few weeks ago. Um, it's about time we got that in your ear holes. So you're welcome. Damn straight. Um, and, uh, also a couple weeks ago we had, uh, Danny Allen back on the show previously on with his band last uh, time he was on. Uh, chatting about his music therapy, mm-hmm. and uh, we are lucky enough to have him as a pseudo recurring guest, uh, a recurring segment on the show. Um, and uh, tonight we get to bring to you the first uh, of a, of many episodes. That's uh, right of his segment, which is really really exciting. The first iteration of Danny Allen's uh, break, where he's going to yeah talk thing uh, all things like music therapy. Uh, the benefits, what it looks like, all that kind of stuff, um, which I think, you know, even though we're kind of coming, starting to hopefully kind of come out of a lot of this like lockdown stuff um, is still very important. It can still be very beneficial for any kind of therapy out there. And music therapy is, is it seems to be kind of on the rise for notoriety and, and uh, people actually taking advantage of it. It's, it's really great to see. So uh, hopefully we get to learn a lot from him. Yeah. And I think one, one positive thing that's come out of this past <laughs> while um is that people are realizing that it's okay to look sort of introspectively and and reach out and and take care of themselves mm-hmm. and and look at therapy as an option so um yeah some really really valuable stuff that danny has to share and we're excited to have him on absolutely so not only do we have jay pullman mm-hmm. not only do we have danny allen but we've also got sucks to suck this evening Shannon. sucks to suck uh, if you want to stay updated with anything pull the plug related, please head on over to our website, ptppodcast.com. You, you you continue to not sing it. ptppodcast.com. That's better. Thank you. It wasn't though. It, it was. I, yeah. I don't know that it was better. Um, we're featuring all Jay Pullman music this evening, uh, starting yeah. the night off right with his song In the Land of Standing Water here on Pull the Plug. Well, that long grass is taller 
Jay Pullman there with In the Land of Standing Water. That is off of his uh, his new album, One Day Older, None the Wiser. And uh, we're going to be featuring his music all night here on Pull the Plug. Super exciting. And as we mentioned in the beginning, uh, really, really thrilled to have Jay back on the podcast. And I uh, got to sit down with him a couple weeks ago. And uh, yeah, check it out. Here he is, Jay Pullman here on Pull the Plug. Hey, Jay, super pumped to have you on uh, PTP. It has been a few years, right? Yeah, many. I think many years, I think, like, yeah. Like, I'm thinking five? Yeah, I was going to say like six, even. Like, like it's been too long. Yeah, but, you know. I think so. It was, it was early on when I was starting this solo stuff. So, yeah, it was, it was in the beginning, I guess you could say. <laughs> in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we are super excited that you have new music again um, with your new album, One Day Older, None the Wiser, released just this past uh, March. So, congrats on that. Thanks so much. Thank you. Um, the album absolutely has that quintessential Jay Pullman, like foot stomping sound yeah. to it. Um, <laughs> from, from your previous album, how had your like influences changed going into the making of this album? Uh, influences always changed. I ended up, uh, I did use the same producer, um, which I do really love the way he works. Um, we, he kind of let studio, the studio magic happen, um, previously with the old, my old band and stuff. Uh, we always knew, ex- you know, to utilize our recording time. We knew exactly what we were going to play, you know, because you're paying by hour in a lot in a lot of cases, <laughs> or, you know, it adds up quick. So you go in there knowing exactly what you're doing. Um, we're working with Aaron Goldstein, uh, somebody I've looked up to for a long time and has done some amazing stuff in his career. Um, yeah. He likes to throw the element of surprise and which creates studio magic. And while you're in the studio, so you know, we have the songs ready to go, and he'll bring in some session players in. Uh, and on, in cases of, of both my albums, uh, I hadn't previously met until it's like, oh, hey, cool. in the studio, um, let's play the songs a few times and then we're going to hit record. Wow. Oh, cool. Really see what happens. So um, <laughs> it was totally foreign to me to do that for the first time. But then it's like, holy shit, like you could get this. I didn't see this song going this way or it just it pulls the songs out of a, a space where I'm comfortable with them. Yeah. Almost too comfortable. And then it throws in an element of surprise and and. It, it makes for some uh, some really cool um, and the end product of the song and albums that way. And I kind of like doing it that way now. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Um, so you made this album um, during the pandemic. Is that right? Right before. like Right before. Um, March of 2020. So I think oh, wow. it really came, which it would have changed everything if I wouldn't, you know, we weren't able to work with, because um, there's a bunch of players on the record, it would have been very different. Um, and yeah. I don't actually know if I would have done it until. Yeah, I actually don't know. I don't know how I would have done it. So we kind of it just squeaked in there, and I really I didn't know what to do with it for a while because uh, we were going to quickly plan a release show um, out kind of in my hometown area out here. Yeah, on a really rad uh, old barn that they use for like wedding, like a wedding venue. Amazing. Okay. And the guy was like, "You can have the barn to throw a show." Oh, sweet. We're going to build a stage. And I had my friends at a local brewery out here. They were going to come and right, the yeah. and I was going to bring the whole band from, from the, the recordings out. And then, yeah, it came down and it's like, everything's canceled. And uh, I was actually going to travel out West um, after that as well. And was linking together some <laughs> festivals and house concerts and stuff. So that's, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm glad I got the recording in early, but um then it was how do I even release this? Yeah, well, certainly a, the promotional style exactly, changed yeah. tenfold. Yeah. How do you how do you promote yeah. and get out an album that now you 
you can't listen to live, which is the yeah, you know, the best way to kind of share it with a group of people, obviously, right? So it is. And for musicians, you know, the bread and butter's always been playing live shows and well, yeah. That, you know, that in person magic that happens as well. And then, you know, hopefully selling a little bit of merchandise and selling the new album and all that. So it was scary doing a, a totally online release um this year and really kind of gauging the success of it a bit off of you know um likes and shares and interactions a bit and um which is which is crazy like to think about like it shouldn't really be like that but yeah in a way yeah. you know you have to you kind of do gauge that and the only way to really get the word out um without being able to hang with your 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 crew and and word of mouth is through the internet so i guess I guess it worked. <laughs> yeah, well, and hopefully potentially it opened you to even more audiences that yeah. that didn't have that physical experience but but yeah. found you um in the ether instead. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, that's I, really I, cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so you mentioned that you were going to try and get out west, but you did get to have an out east adventure, is that yeah. right? That was the that was the first part of the journey. Yes, we we did um that was in 2019. Um Actually, after the last the last record, I'll go back a little bit farther to kind of kind of tell the story. Yeah. After the last record, um, it went well. I got great press from it. Um, great release party. Um, a few decent shows after that and stuff. It's always like musician world. It's a roller coaster. So yeah. <laughs> you know, you have a shitty show, another shitty show, and then you know there's a good one coming somewhere. That's why you know that's why most of us keep going and yeah. <laughs> so um, that happened. I also took a new job to support my family. Um, uh, I have three kids at home, so wow, yeah. music certainly doesn't pay the bills. So, <laughs> uh, <well>, so. <laughs> maybe if it was you know back in the seventies and eighties, possibly, but things are yeah. different these days. But uh, so I took a new job as a factory job, and it was twelve-hour um, shift work, um, and it was you know a lot of monotonous work and repetitive stuff. Um, I did well there and stuff, but it just wasn't for me. Right, and worked for my family, and and you know it kind of brought us in a bit of a funk and I, I I couldn't be creative. I didn't have time to play shows and, and never mind push forward with music. So yeah. uh, I got to the point where my wife said, why don't you just quit? And like, she wanted to, she wanted a big time change, right? Why yeah. don't you just quit? We'll sell the house and we'll travel. And I was like, we can't fucking do that. <laughs> oh man, I love that. And uh, we 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 discussed it and I sat down, you know, thought about it. I was like, you know, we, we really could do that if we wanted to. And that, that is a hell of a support system at home. That's, yeah, that's unreal. And uh, it, it was both of us chasing down our dreams. So that's what we did in 2019. And, wow. and we the East Coast uh, with the three little guys. And I got to play some shows along the way. And all of the inspiration from the new record was was from that. And it wouldn't have probably come come about if we stayed where we were, which is kind of magical, too. Well, and, and that's you can absolutely hear the influence of the road on this album, yeah. right? Like everything. Yeah. It's it's for me, quintessential like nostalgia of my trip to the East Coast as well. Yeah. But it was yeah, cool. Um, it just it was like flooding like memories and and I don't know just I, you, you kind of got goosebumps like listening and like picturing my own experiences and whatnot and I think that's just such a phenomenal journey to be able to take the listener on. Yeah, that's real. That's really cool to hear. And I've I've been getting that feedback and um, I it changed it, it changed my perspective. Some of the songs were written beforehand, but they okay. kind of were adapted on the road, and I wrote more verses, and they just took on a new life and in, in a way. And yeah, I think it's it's pretty canadian road tripping music to me absolutely i love that well speaking of of road trips like one of our like 
one of our like favorite things to do is like okay we're going on a road trip to this place we're making us we're making a playlist and we're oh making God. like it's yeah yeah it's ridiculous how anal i get about it like <laughs> it's it's like a part-time job for absolutely. you yeah 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 <laughs> or i guess it was before yeah. everything yeah <laughs> I, I care yeah. a lot about it and this like this new album like i have to say is absolutely going to get some play on on these oh, yeah. like road trip Very playlists cool. now cool. um now, when you're on the road, are there like any particular go-to songs or albums that you like to throw on that are those quintessential road Ooh, trip songs? That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. And it changes. It, it depends if it's me just in the vehicle or if mm-hmm. it's, you know, with, with the crew or with the band. Um, well, that's, that's a good question. There's there's lots that come to mind. I think, I think I'll have to throw like maybe ultimate driving record would be uh, Thin Lizzy's Jailbreak. I don't know. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. I love rock, that. Like one of the best rock and roll records. And uh yeah, it, especially if it's just me, summertime, windows down, and crank that one. Dig but that. Yeah, you're right. There's, you know, I'll hear a song and it brings me back to a place, a place we were touring back in the day, or, or yeah. you know, even East Eastern Canada listening to albums. Um, I listen. I'm a big fan of a lot of East East Coast music too. So um, we listen to a lot of Joel Plaskett, and Matt Mays, yes. and Will Kenny, that kind of stuff while we were driving around the Maritimes, and it just felt felt homely. It felt like. Uh, Totally. Welcome there, which is the East Coast way, really. <laughs> uh, that's just so lovely. <laughs> um, so, with with the pull to the East Coast, what was it that made you come home? My brother's wedding, actually. Okay, <laughs> yeah, cool. we had to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we had we came back at the end of September, and uh, and also because it gets mighty cold up here in the winter, um, it's hard to survive in a travel trailer year round. It is possible; oh. people do do it, but. Um, yeah, that is the reason we didn't continue on or go West Coast first because we had discussed doing that too, okay, um, and possibly stateside and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, the reason we did come back was my brother was getting married, and we had a couple issues, I'll say, on the road that were like, you know, maybe we're cutting it a little close making it back, but we did. And it was all yeah. good. <laughs> oh man, and um, again with with the trailer and stuff too i mean you you could have really gone anywhere is there something about your hometown that that just sort of fuels your creativity yeah and you know what it's a strange thing it it's taken a lot of time as a musician because you're you're always i'm always chasing in the past you know shows in the bigger cities like um where i'm about like 40 minutes south of hamilton yeah Um, there's not music venues out here there never has been really so it was like We'd play house parties or pig roasts, you know, stuff like that back in the day. And uh, now there's, you know, some breweries and things like that. And it's turned into, yeah, house concerts, um, you know, backyard concerts and things like that, which is fantastic because, you know, it's more of an intimate experience and you can really Mm -hmm. do it anywhere. Um, But it took me a long time to realize, like, my fan base, the ones I was trying to drag to Hamilton all the time to come see me play we're out in this you know the area i grew up in haldeman county and norfolk county so yeah it took me kind of a long time to really embrace that i guess you could say like instead of always chasing after you know further out that there's something i can kind of you know celebrate closer to home so um, and i I think think sorry that this this album almost brought it out too and it uh, i felt the support when it was released too which is pretty awesome yeah, and mostly um, local friends, and and I think Norfolk County in particular is just 
a place that celebrates their own um, so well. And I mean, you see that in their their sort of local tourism right now with yeah. the breweries and the wineries and um, they've created their own little like culture. Um, yeah. yeah. So to have you playing at like breweries and stuff like that, like, I mean, they they've built this amazing communities to support creatives and food and drink and um yeah yep. it's a good place to be that's for sure it, it makes those You're venues like those like those big venues that you like initially strove to play at you know in, in toronto and hamilton and stuff like that like it makes the, like the wineries are now those places totally yeah. and the breweries are those places it's kind <laughs> yeah, of you're right, you're right. Range. yeah and i think it's uh maybe once we're able to start playing shows again i think that uh, i sure hope it's going to be even stronger mm-hmm. you know that side of it those those smaller things and uh, um, for sure like um, the songwriter Corn Raymond out of Hamilton, he always says there, yeah. there's always going to be a small time or there's always a small time. Yeah. And he's right. Like the big time, there's only one way to go from there. It's usually down pretty quickly, right? <laughs> yeah. As an That's artist. Fair. But uh, there's always going to be a small time, you know, of people in folk festivals and little blues festivals and things like that. So Yeah, I love that. And those are the people that get like really into it. Like they just, they love going it to is, those yeah. and supporting community. It's just like, those are like the like real music fans out to those. I dug, I dug that. Yeah, those are uh, the ones you really, really try to find as an artist too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and I feel like another community that really rallies around um, something that they love are vinyl fans, and you have something for them, which is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, finally, it's it's uh, it's all. I, I, pulled, I you know I threw it out there. It just came on Friday, and wow. I took the weekend to like let it sink in because it's it's a uh, it's a lofty goal as a musician, and it's a hell of an investment to make vinyl. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not well. Even CDs these days, it's it's, it's kind of scary. Like, do people still really want CDs? And um, right. a lot of folks say, like, if you're doing vinyl, I would definitely want a vinyl of this. So it gave oh. me the push to do that. And uh, yeah, it's, it's the vinyl, you know, the revolution is already kind of. I feel like it's already peaked uh, a little bit, and it's kind of leveling off. But there's still, uh, uh, you know, as a musician and needing, you know, some kind of merch to sell. Um, you have to have vinyl. I feel grateful that I have enough of a following to be able to, um, you know, be able to do do vinyl. Because, um, like I said, it's, it's quite the investment, and hopefully, it pays off. After, yeah. So. You, you've you've got one person at the very least, Jay, who's who's getting it over here. I'm a big vinyl head, and and I'm stoked right to get it in the mail. I'm pretty jazzed Excellent. on that actually. Yeah. yeah but, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, thirty bucks for the vinyl. <laughs> Is that, yeah. is that right? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So that and and everything Jay Pullman can be found at jpullman.com. Um, anything else that you want to plug before you let, we let you go? No, that's, that's not really any shows to plug or <laughs> much. There's actually been a few things kind of trickling in like show wise through the, you know, in July and August and a bit. So that it's exciting to have, uh, you know, some legitimate things um coming up soon so i hope Absolutely. we're able to, able to do them for sure yeah <laughs> isn't it isn't it nice to have things to look forward to isn't <laughs> yeah, it great everybody, so everybody needs that right that's right <laughs> no kidding well yeah thank you so much again for coming on again after all these years we're pumped that you have new music and um we're excited to share it with with our audiences yeah oh, thank, thanks for supporting it guys and uh, having me back on absolutely yeah absolutely <laughs> Your time can't be mistaken That time can't be undone With the wind blowing all directions 
wild highway of second thoughts This smoke there's bound to be fire I'll take in all that I have got So hold on, hold on tight And rest our bones another night Can moderate this disaster It's been a road, but they always are on through I've always wished I'd found out sooner what you had already knew so hold on hold on tight and rest our bones another fantastic fucking track there from jay pullman Mm. rest our bones and we are back at pull the plug uh be sure to check uh jay out jaypullman.com uh grab that new album grab it on vinyl how cool is that it's fucking available on vinyl something me and briner were were very excited about being a little bit of you know record heads yeah Yeah, is that that's not the term i don't know what the term is audio no i'm not an audiophile i don't have the money to be an auto audiophile (laughs) correct um yeah the, the album is available on vinyl it sounds amazing um it's 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 incredible so and it's not only is it a good price but you're supporting an artist that is you know, local, and he's still, he, you know, he's trying, trying to get his music out there. So any way you can support him, that would be amazing. Again, Jay Pullman uh, with two L's and two N's dot com. Yeah. That's, that's an important factor because I've definitely typed that in improperly. So double L, double N dot com. Link, 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 is, link is in the show notes. And that's right. All that shit. <laughs> Shannon, 
It's time for the important things. Yes, go on. It sucks to suck time. Sucks to suck. Sucks to suck. We take a look at a few stories from around the internet where, uh, you know, people have uh, done dumb things. I've been in the wrong place at the wrong time. Just unfortunate circumstances all around, really, for, for this round. Uh, first one, this one comes from uh, a- Axios? Axios? A- I don't a- think it matters. A- a- yeah, it does. A-X-I-O-S. How would you pronounce that? Axios. Axios. Um, this story is about Becca Myers. She is a... Six-time Paralympic medalist Ooh. who is blind and deaf. Holy shit. That's fucking incredible. I mean, I'm not an Olympian and I have sight and hearing for the most part. <laughs> so I'm impressed. You also have sight and hearing problems. So, I well, mean, step up your game a little bit. I mean, more that, that will be my reasoning as to why I'm not an Olympian, yes. Well, <laughs> Becca didn't let it stop her. So all I'm saying is she's better than you. Right. Um, I agree. <laughs> she recently, she withdrew from Team USA uh, this past weekend after being told that she could not bring her mother and personal care assistant, also known as a PCA, to Tokyo uh, to help her navigate the games. Um, I will remind you, in case you kind of tuned out there for a second, she is blind and deaf. And... Yeah, I feel like that'd be hard to do without some someone guiding you. Assistance. So here's the thing. I, I am well aware that uh, people who are blind uh, and people who are deaf are very capable and and easily able to navigate and live their life. I that, mean, that obviously is, this woman is an exceptional yeah, human I, I, being I, anyway absolutely. because of, of her athletic status. Yeah, that's. I, I certainly don't want it to come across as like she needs all the help she can get. That's not what I'm trying to say. Right. So she would have had a chance to medal in four events at the Tokyo Paralympics. Holy shit. And she said that the decision to leave the team was, quote, difficult, but she, quote, uh, needed to say something to affect change because this can't go on any longer. So she was born with something called Usher syndrome, which is a rare genetic disorder that left her deaf at birth and has progressively robbed her of her sight. And and producing albums? Is that a side effect of Usher syndrome? <sighs> you go straight to fucking hell. Okay. <laughs> I was confused as to what you were referencing. Yeah, I was yeah. like, what? Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, it's a, that's a terrible joke for a deaf person, Chan, but now I get it. It's very good. Uh, so since 2017, she was permitted by the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee to bring her mother to international competitions um, as her PCA. Again, that's personal care assistant. But the uh, organizing committee of the Tokyo Olympics and Paralympics has strictly limited who is able to attend the, attend the games due to the pandemic. And this means personal care assistants, including her mom, are not permitted to travel to Japan. Which... To a certain extent, I understand travel restrictions. I understand that the pandemic is limiting the the amount of contact and the amount of personnel. Um, but maybe the Paralympic athletes who require assistance, may, maybe they're the exception. Well, Shane, you know, one thing we are leaving out is that the you know the U.S. Paralympic swim team does have one dedicated personal care assistant oh, okay. for the entire thirty-four person team. So oh, not okay. You know, that's probably fine, right? <laughs> For fuck's um, sake. So, but that being said, um, that's one to 34, and I'm sure they would love to have more people as well. This woman is asking to have two for herself. Like, maybe maybe mama stays at home and, and the PCA gets <laughs> to come along. Um, I, I don't know. Like, obviously, I understand that the, the parent is a massive help and wants to see their child do, like, be successful at the Olympics or even just be at the Olympics. Um, but if she's wanting an exception maybe just meet them halfway and ask for one yeah i still don't think it's gonna happen yeah, i just don't think so um here's here's my whole thought though i think the olympics are dumb but um <laughs> that's that's wow, in my that's opinion that's, that sucks to suck for for, for 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 me but anyway 
Sucks to suck. Uh, this one comes from Boston.com. A police in Norfolk are looking to identify a man they say had uh, sex with a horse. Nope. At a farm uh, in town uh, early last Thursday morning, around 4.30 in the morning. Security camera uh, camera at Turner Hill Equestrian Stables showed the man in the horse stables. The man appeared to use grain as a lure. Nope, I hate that. And one of the horses came out of its pen because, you know. Uh, gullible. Gotta have that food. <laughs> and uh, the man had allegedly turned off all the stable security cameras minus one, which caught the act. And oh. I'd like to think that he left it on in purpose. Like oh, he was just like, I want to no. watch this later. Uh, so Hillary Soir, who's the owner of the farm, told the newspaper... Uh, to have someone break into your barn, pick out a horse like it's a like it's a lady lover, oh. her her quote, not mine, uh, pull her out uh, and maneuver yourself in such a matter for self-gratification is beyond me. And she called him uh, what he actually is, a, sec- a sexual predator. Uh, uh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, he is. The horse was not injured, thankfully, in the incidents. Uh, authorities investigated the animal similarly the way they would for human sexual assault. Um, and Norfolk police detective uh, Samuel Webb told the newspaper... He was familiar with horses. The way he was able to put the reins on the horses show he knew what he was doing, which implies to me that he's probably done it once or twice nope. before. Ah, uh, do not like this at all. Uh, yeah, not not. Look here. <laughs> um, there's a lot of things that can kind of help. There's a lot of benefits to masturbation. <laughs> right, a lot, lot of benefits to masturbation. One, yeah. it it, it kind of helps calm you down. Uh, releases endorphins, makes you feel good, helps you make fall asleep. It realigns your thought process. If you're thinking, I really need to fuck this, you'd masturbate and then you're good. Maybe, dude, try that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Right? Yep. Fuck your hand instead of a horse is what we're saying. That's the that's the title of this week's show. That's right. It sucks to suck. And finally, this is a, this is a, this is a favorite. This one comes from Today UK News. Uh, Daily Record uh, reported last Saturday that a rookie police officer in Glasgow, Scotland, left her station around midnight uh, Tuesday when she first saw a bright light in the sky that she believed to be a drone. And she attempted to lose the drone on her way to a local shopping center. However, she failed. So naturally, she became afraid. She's like, this drone is tracking me. She eventually called the general complaints number for Police Scotland to report that she was being followed by a drone and, quote, couldn't lose it. Oh, that's so creepy. The operator working the complaints line told the officer to return to her station where she could meet with a senior officer. So she did as she was told. And according to police via the Daily Record, when she arrived at her station, quote, she was found standing in the police yard with her hood up trying to hide from the drone and pointed out the bright white dot in the sky. So she's terrified. She's trying to hide from it. She thinks somebody's tracking her. Well, yeah. Fucking awful. When the senior officer looked up at the light, they realized that the drone she'd been afraid of was actually just the planet Jupiter. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, Earth Sky claims that Jupiter and, and Saturn are, are what they call nearly at their most, and they use this word glorious this month, which is beautiful. It's like they're wearing special dresses or yeah. something. And, um, you know, this is the time when the planet is on the opposite part of the sky to the sun. So it's during this time, a planet is at its closest to Earth, making it appear much larger and much brighter than usual. So it is a it is a brighter light in the sky. It's not by no means like the fucking moon or something like that, but it is a brighter light. However, <laughs> uh, even if you're a rookie police officer, you've got to know what something flying in the sky looks like. Even if you're a rookie human being, right? you know what... Like, 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 here's the thing. Our our son is just over two years old, and he knows to look up in the sky, and he knows what, you know, 
a plane is. Plane, moon, stars. Like, like he's, he, he can differentiate. He, and this woman who is a professional in her field mm-hmm. um, doesn't understand the solar system. Yeah. I mean, I don't expect her to know, oh, that's Jupiter. I do expect her to know it's not a drone. It's something like further away in the sky. Yeah. So uh, according to the Daily Record, the officer's mistake is the talk of the station. Uh, (laughs) An anonymous police source told the outlet nobody can quite believe it. She was very alarmed and spooked that she was being followed by a drone. The source continued to say that the officer was embarrassed when it was explained to her that the drone was simply a planet. Uh, (laughs) Apparently those at her station are, quote, concerned. This is going to haunt her for years, they said. Oh, it's going to. And it she should be will. looking for a transfer. And that's just something that she will never escape. Um, just like that drone. <laughs> Sucks to suck. Uh, if you want to see if there's anything politically related, uh, read up more on uh, those stories. As well as anything that we're talking about on tonight's uh, show. Uh, check out uh, all the show notes over at the website. P2Bpodcast.com. We've got more uh, Jay Pullman music coming up for you tonight. And yeah. uh, next up, Shannon... Mr. Sir, may I say, Danny Allen. <laughs> Sir Danny Sir Allen. Sir Danny Allen. I bet he would love that. Yeah, I bet he would. Uh, this is Wouldn't Have It Any Other Way from Jay Pullman here on Pull the Plug. Should I play a cover tune? Waiting all night just to see you smile. Gotta make it right. I can't wait another night. Keep this up, we'll be pushing you away. And it is what it is, and I am what I'm not. Not too sure exactly what I got. I can't stand to say we'll play this game today.
Music Heals with your host, Daniel Allen. I am a certified music therapist who lives and practices in Whitby, Ontario, Canada. Myself and the Pull the Plug podcast have teamed up to bring you How Music Heals, which is a recurring segment that seeks to educate listeners about the practice of music therapy. It is also a chance to learn more about the over 1,300 music therapists such as myself that practice and provide services across Canada. Today's segment is titled, What is a Music Therapist? and seeks to briefly outline what music therapy is and what training is required in order to become a certified music therapist. So first up, what is music therapy? I feel like the concept of music therapy or music being therapeutic is easy enough to conceptualize. Picture a song that brings you joy, pumps you up, or brings on certain strong emotions. Music can have lots of power on how we act, feel, and process things in everyday life. What many people don't know is that music therapy is a defined evidence-based practice and that it is facilitated by certified professionals such as myself. The formal definition as developed by the Canadian Association of Music Therapists or CAMT is music therapy is a discipline in which certified music therapists or MTAs use music purposefully within therapeutic relationships to support development, health, and well-being. Music therapists use music safely and ethically to address human needs within cognitive, communicative, emotional, musical, physical, social, and spiritual domains. What this means is that music can be used to help individuals in many different areas using many different methods. It is very important that sessions are facilitated purposefully with a clear intention. This is developed by creating goals and objectives that help to develop a clinical plan, track progress, and ensure that music is helping in the best way possible. Equally important is that these sessions are facilitated by a certified MTA. This ensures that sessions will be practiced as ethically and effectively as possible due to the training that an MTA like myself receives. We'll go into music therapy specifics more during our next segment. An example I like to give is the first aid example. I am trained in standard first aid and CPR, but did not go to medical school. I accept and understand that first aid training is highly effective for medical situations. If we were in a situation together and a medical emergency occurred, I have the knowledge to help stabilize you in that moment. However, if given the choice between receiving assistance from a doctor, a paramedic, or myself, who would you choose? I think we can unanimously agree who would go with the medical professional and not myself, given their extensive training. While this example might be extreme, I find it comparable to my field. One might be understanding and accepting that music is therapeutic, however, not fully have the knowledge of how to use music therapeutically. It's important to consider that while music is very helpful, like any therapy, it can be harmful or ineffective if not used properly. So upon hearing that, you might be thinking, all right, if I need to be certified, how do I get this training? I am now gonna outline the steps required for one to become a certified music therapist. Between each step, I will outline what I did to help provide a real world example of the process. The first step is to receive a CAMT accredited university degree in music therapy. One way to do so is to take the undergraduate route by obtaining a bachelor's degree in music therapy. In Canada, there are four undergraduate programs that offer this. Wilfrid Laurier University in Waterloo, Ontario, Acadia University in Wolfville, Nova Scotia, Capilano University in North Vancouver, British Columbia, and Canadian Mennonite University in Winnipeg, Manitoba. These programs combine core music studies such as theory, history, and pedagogy, with psychology courses in cognition, development, and other related areas. 
While an effective approach, it is not the only educational approach. A prospective music therapist could also acquire an undergraduate degree in core music studies or a related discipline such as psychology, and then complete graduate level studies in music therapy. While more time consuming, it is an equally effective method of receiving this education. Two such programs exist in Canada. Concordia University in Montreal, Quebec offers a Master of Arts in Creative Arts Therapies with a music therapy specialization. The second option is Wilfrid Laurier University, who offers a Master of Music Therapy degree program that can be done in either one or two years based on previous training. This program has a specific focus on music psychotherapy, which I will outline in greater detail in our next segment. I should add that there are other similar training programs available in Canada at both the undergraduate and graduate level, such as the Music and Health Studies Master of Arts at the University of Toronto. There are also training programs and degrees in different countries around the world in order to become certified in those countries. On my journey, I completed the undergraduate Bachelor of Music Therapy program at Wilfrid Laurier University. I started the program in 2010 and graduated in 2014. I returned three years later to complete the Master of Music Therapy program. Since I was already certified at that time, I had the option to complete the training in one year, doing so in 2018. Once you have your degree, the next step is to complete practical training. This is done by completing a 1,000-hour clinical internship approved by the CAMT. An internship has to be overseen by an MTA, or Music Therapist Accredited, who is the intern supervisor for the duration of the internship. These supervisors must receive multiple levels of supervisor training from the CAMT. They must also be either employed at a facility or run a private practice that produces enough clinical work for the intern to complete the internship in a timely fashion, usually between 6 to 12 months. Types of facilities where an internship could be facilitated include hospitals, long-term care facilities, schools, addiction centers, hospice centers, private practices, and other locations. Of the 1,000 hours, at least 300 of these hours must be direct client contact hours or time spent working with clients. Also, a minimum of 50 hours must be spent receiving direct supervision from your supervisor. The remainder of the hours are obtained by working on documentation, session preparation, in-service provisions such as presentations, and observation of other professionals. Interns are required to log all of their hours and outline which category each hour falls into so it can be approved by the CAMT. Once the 1,000-hour threshold has been met, the internship is complete, and the intern can move on to the final stage of the process. On my journey, I completed my internship at Zerenu Education Centers in Thornhill, Ontario, now known as Kayla's Child Center. At the time I was present, it was a private school for children and adolescents with special needs. It has since expanded to contain a therapeutic clinic as well as a school. I was present there for nine months from September 2014 to June 2015, or to complete all of my hours. The third and final step is writing the board certification exam. This is a relatively recent step and was adapted in 2014. The exam is developed by the Certification Board for Music Therapists, or the CBMT, which is also written by American students looking to become certified. Their certification is the MTBC, or Music Therapist Board Certified. A student is eligible to write the exam as soon as their internship hours have been approved by the CAMT. It is encouraged, however, that a student take time to study for the exam before writing. Students are responsible for paying for the exam and booking a time at an approved site to write the exam. While the CBMT provides a reading list of literature to study for the exam, what a student focuses on is up to them. Having a well-balanced knowledge of different music therapy practices, as well as musical concepts, 
is typically the most effective method of studying. The CBMT provides many resources to help students study, including a practice exam, which is highly recommended. The exam is all multiple choice with upwards of 120 to 130 questions to be completed in about two and a half hours. It should be noted that before COVID, one could travel to an exam site in the United States to write the exam and get their results the day of. However, that is no longer an option today due to the border closure. Those who have to write the exam in Canada have to wait for the exam to be sent off, marked, and have the results mailed back to them. On my journey, I wrote my exam in September 2015 after taking three months after my internship to study for the exam as well as work during the summer. I wrote my exam at an exam center in Thornhill, Ontario. I received my pass letter in the mail about two weeks after I wrote the exam. Upon receiving a pass from the CBMT, a student is now officially a certified music therapist. A bonus for a Canadian writing the American exam is that a student becomes certified to practice in both Canada and the United States by receiving both the MTA and the MTBC certification. Upon sending these results to the CAMT in Canada, a student receives their certificate and can begin practicing music therapy. It should be noted that education doesn't stop there. An accredited music therapist needs to maintain their membership in good standing with the CAMT. This is done by practicing within the code of ethics, paying yearly dues to the CAMT, and by completing continuing education opportunities. These opportunities include attending conferences, taking lessons, completing research, taking courses, and other areas of learning. For each five-year accreditation cycle, an MTA must receive a minimum of 45 credits. Failure to do so could cause them to lose their member in good standing status and be unable to legally practice in Canada. And that is how one becomes able to legally practice music therapy in Canada. While a lot of work, it ensures that certified music therapists have the knowledge and skills to safely use music to help others. To conclude, we've decided to give a take-home task for each segment. These tasks allow you to find out more about music therapy and help reflect and think about each segment. For today's task, I encourage you to look up the five training institutions in Canada I mentioned earlier. I have included links for the Pull the Plug hosts to add to their page to help your search. Have a look at the program requirements to enroll, as well as the content of each training program. What are some of the differences and similarities between them? While all training programs are at a high caliber, which one a person attends depends on their interests and backgrounds. If you are considering going to school for music therapy, which program would best suit you? At this time, this concludes today's segment of How Music Heals with Certified Music Therapist Daniel Allen. To learn more about Canadian music therapy, please visit www.musictherapy.ca. To learn more about myself, please visit my website at www.allenmusictherapy.ca. Tune in next time for segment number two, how to facilitate music therapy sessions. Now, back to the music here on Pull the Plug. Lesson that was learned this 
world keeps on spinning faster and faster. I shall not steal or beg or feel. Shall not roll and lose control. Fall again, but gain it right back. Tell the difference. Upon that window, sunlight in your eyes. There's a journal on the bedside table, staring me in the eye. Those words come slowly, come in good time. The feeling coming over me tells me I'm doing something right. Shall not steal or beg or feel. Shall not roll and lose control. Fall again, but gain it right back. Tell the difference between all that. the wiser the title track there from jay pullman and uh that's gonna do us for tonight that's right before we leave though shannon yes uh what's 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 this thing called that you've dubbed the wreck room wreck room a few recommendations of uh things for you guys to 
to check out if you're so inclined obviously don't you know i mean we're smart we know what we're talking about so you should probably listen to our recommendations right naturally uh i got three things to check out one is a new podcast that i've uh, just recently started listening to it's called paternal and it is a show for anyone who's ever uh, this is what they describe it as a show for anyone who's ever been a dad or wondered about dad and so it's uh, like I wonder about dad, you know, like wondering about their dad, like their father and, and what he, you know, may have felt about like being a dad and, and the struggles that he would have had and, and whatever and the successes. So they have like a lot of like different, you know, world renowned guests and really diverse guests as well from a lot of different types of backgrounds. It's really fascinating. It's really cool. I, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to find any ways to not be a terrible parent. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's cool to have like insights from different people with, you know, different backgrounds and different experiences yeah. and stuff like that. It's, it's a really good kind of eye opener. So if you're somebody out there, that's just like, either you are, uh, you don't have to be a dad, but it is geared towards fathers. Um, if you're a, a, a parent out there who, you know, maybe you want to hear a little bit more perspective from other people who are in that same situation. It's, it's a podcast I would suggest checking out. Love that. It's pretty cool. Uh, and then two albums I would really suggest checking out. Um, this one, uh, friend of the show, Dan Rotella, uh, co-host of my other less successful podcast, Four Turntables <laughs> and a Microphone. <laughs> I make the joke on that show too. It's fine. Because PTP is super, ex- uh, super successful. Oh man, are we? Actually, Fortam is very popular in India. Shout out to India. Oh shit. Yeah. Nice. I want to be popular in India. I do too. All right. Join the show. You can be popular in India too. Uh, new album from Garbage, uh, No Gods, No Masters, is fucking incredible. Ooh. It is so good. The title track is outstanding. It's like, it's got a start, like the start of it is like super synthy, but it gets just like quintessential garbage, but like for the modern era. It's fucking awesome. There's also a really, really great cover of David Bowie's Starman on the oh, deluxe version nice. of the album. Highly suggest checking it out. It's really great. Right on. I love that. Um, and then uh, finally, another album that I've be, uh, very quickly fallen in love with, in partial because of the album cover, uh, album cover is John Mayer's new album Sob Rock. Okay. So it's it, one. It's a great album. Like it's Sob Rock. Um, I think John Mayer gets a lot of. He's starting to get his due. I think a little bit because he's an excellent songwriter and ex a fantastic guitarist. But people only thought of him as the guy who wrote Your Body's Wonderland, and then he kind of gets fucked over because of that. Right. Um, he's an outstanding musician, and this album is a, a really kind of good indicator of that. It's awesome, though, because it's so 80s, like intentionally so 80s. Yeah. And like the first song you hear is just like, I am back with like the rolled up sleeves blazer. Like, nice. But it's awesome. It's really good. Like, even if you're somebody who's like, I don't really care about John Mayer. Give the album a shot. It's yeah. it is worth checking out. It's really good. Amazing. I love that. Um, just a couple from me. Um, I was having a really good chat with friend of the show Kevin Foster uh, this week, mm. and um, just the last year and change has been really really hard on uh, the entertainment in- industry, um, musicians, people in uh, arts and culture, and just giving a bit of love to local musicians, the sort of independent singer-songwriters that, that are in your lives um, in in any kind of way. I mean, he was just asking for, like, YouTube subscriptions because that's a new way if you can get to a 1,000 yeah. uh, subscribers, you can monetize your channel. And he's just looking for ways to keep his creativity going. I mean, that's his livelihood, and he's not been able to play live shows in, like, a year and a half kind of thing. 
So just, yeah, just wanted to put that on the forefront again. Like, obviously, yeah, we've like everyone's excited to go back out and see live music again. But just really take a look at those musicians you love, those in your network, those people that are sort of in your lives that are trying to do something creatively and, and then just like going through the grind of it all right now and just support them in any way you can. As little as clicking the subscribe button on their YouTube channel. Yeah. It does a lot. So um, I think we'll link Kevin Foster's YouTube uh, channel here. And guys, I don't know if you've heard of it, but this new album from Jay Pullman, One Day Older, (laughs) None the Wiser, uh, definitely check that out, jpullman.com. Holy fuck, it's so good. (laughs) And we're going to be doing um, a pull-the-plug playlist very near in the future, as soon as we can all four get get back together. Of our favorite road trip songs. Right. Because this album, you can just play on repeat and yeah. it is the best road trip album. So and that's something that's for us very personal, very sort of nostalgia ridden that mm-hmm. every major road trip we've ever taken came with its own playlist. And uh, Jay Pullman is at the top of that that soundtrack He's with this f- album. going to be featured heavily on them in the future. Totally. So, uh, yeah. Check it out. Once again, jpullman.com. Again, two L's and two N's. That's right. Just don't don't fuck it up. Link is in the show notes, though, people. Yeah, Come click on. it. Get it. Uh, is that it? Are we good? I think we're good. All right. Uh, once again, p2bpodcast.com for show notes, contact form. There's links to like Facebook, Twitter, uh, all that fun shit on there. Big thanks to Jay Pullman and uh, music therapist Daniel Allen. And a huge thank you to our Patreon subscri- uh, supporters. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> oh, my so God. Uh, yes, Phil Marquez, eh? Phil Marks. Uh, we make we make fun, yeah. you know, last name stuff. But I, I you're think it's Marcus. Marcus. Marquez. <laughs> Marquez. Uh, he's a living legend. Um, been supporting us for, for eons, it feels like. That's right. Uh, and you're the best, man. We really appreciate it. And Connor Graham. Um, biggest dick in the biz (laughs) biggest dick in town Uh, (laughs) it's on his business card Um, you guys are great we really appreciate all the support if you want to be like those fine gentlemen and support the show for as little as a dollar you know dollar you do a month whatever you can do uh, we really really do appreciate it Um, link can be found over at the website ptppodcast.com or patreon.com slash ptppodcast and uh, that's it no I think that's actually it okay beautiful awesome thank you guys so much for listening. Peace, love, and butt stuff. Kiss my curvy butt. Goodbye. Oh, and uh, keep masturbating? Is that... Oh, yeah, and bye. <laughs> love it. <laughs>